Today on a bonus edition of the Northern Pitch Podcast, we talk to a man who has played nine seasons for Toronto FC and is the first player for Toronto FC to reach 100 appearances for the club. In just a moment, Ashton Morgan joins the show, but first, Tagwamoyo, I dug up an old uh, Josie Altidore quote that I think really previews this week's show well. This was after Ash's goal against Club America in, in the CONCACAF Champions League, which we'll talk to him about a bit later, but... Um, Josie said, from the day I got here, for me, it was more important to get the approval of Ash and the Toronto boys than anyone else because they've been here from the start. They know the place and what it's all about. For me, every time Ash is on the field, I want to play well for him. He means a lot to the club and to the city. Uh, I think that just kind of sums up, you know, the, the importance that Ashton Morgan's been over, you know, l- literally the teams since the first season, what, what this guy's brought. Yeah, he's he's just he's Mr. Toronto, man. Like even though he's not there anymore, but like you can you can tell like he he just would always provide that positive energy. Um and he's just a teammate I feel like as a professional athlete in general you'd love to have. Yeah, absolutely. Um we'll we'll get we'll talk to him a little bit more about, you know, how he feels mentoring some of the young Canadian players and um just, you know, some of the some of the best moments he's had with Toronto FC. So without further ado, Ashton Morgan. Hello, this is Stephen Caldwell, and I'd like to tell you about my new podcast, Footy Talks with Stephen Caldwell, which launches Monday with my player-to-player interview with Josie Altidore. Subscribe now by searching Footy Talks with Stephen Caldwell wherever you get your podcasts. Joining us now, the longest-tenured player in Toronto FC history, now in his first season with Real Salt Lake, Ashley Morgan. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Happy to be here, man. Yeah, well, you've certainly seen the the highs of this club and and some of the lows as well. Um, you know, quickly, just what was it like your entire time with Toronto FC and seeing them? You know, from uh, from humble beginnings almost to uh, where they've ended up now. You know, one of the top clubs, honestly, in the continent right now. Honestly, it's been a it's been a ride for sure. You know, uh, definitely, even though when I started off with the with the first team, you know, it was a development stage for me. For sure, you know we didn't get as many wins and we didn't have as much as success as we did in my my back years with the club. But uh, you know, I wouldn't change anything. You know, what I'm saying like had a great experience. It helped me grow up. I grew up fast, especially in the game. You know, and uh, uh, it, was ex- it was an exciting time, and uh, it just kind of helped me shape the man I am today. Which is like I'm very ha- I'm very happy, very proud, and I'm proud Torontonian, man, for real. Yeah, no, I was, you, you did work because I was watching some uh, videos, some old videos of just you crunching mans, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> putting in tackles. <laughs> and yeah. then now I'm like, yo, Ash, Ash, Ashton doesn't do that. So, uh, but you've also like now it's, it's cool seeing you from beginning with uh, the academy and all that to kind of like paving the way for, for uh, academy graduates that, mm-hmm. have, that get to go through the first team. What has that kind of been like being able to be there and then kind of helping other people? Yeah, it's been great, you know, just for myself and, like, other academy graduates, like, you know, Neil Henry and stuff like that, Neil Henry. You know, me and him talk a lot about the younger generation and the academy and, like, what we do every day for the younger generation coming after us, you know. And uh, I was just happy that, you know, I could help pave the way a little more for younger guys after me. You know what I mean? Like, the amount of games I've played, the amount of features I've had, you know, the stats, the trophies, everything, you know, it just shows that the Canadian player, you know, can be accountable and be relied on, you know what I'm saying? So 
just when young guys came up and I was ready on the first team, like I would always, you know, school them, break, break, break the season down and just try to help them, you know, throughout the year and throughout the course of my time. There, for real. Make them feel you in practice. <laughs> you know, if they, get, if they get used to feeling my tackles, they'll get used to, used to playing someone else, you know, so. <laughs> How far have you seen that academy come? I mean, like from the, really from the very beginning to, uh, you know, where, where it's gotten to right now and even the, the guys that are coming through right now and, you know, Jaden and Jaquiel. Yeah. Uh, honestly, like from my time when I was in the academy, when we were like making, uh, <laughs> making breakfast sandwiches and stuff, like in a toaster and stuff like that after training to now have a full facility, kitchen staff and everything. Like, you know, this is the facility alone is speaking volumes of where, where the club has gone and where the academy has gone to and came from, you know, and uh, just seeing young players like that, like Jaquila and uh, Jaden, you know, these guys are some talented, talented young, young professional footballers, Canadian footballers, you know, and I, every time I see them play or train, I get excited because I always say the future is bright. You know what I mean? I just hope that, uh, you know, the staff and the club take care of them and really, really bet on them, you know, and really push them to another level, whether that's them, sticking in Toronto and playing there or whether it's, uh, you know, letting them go on loan to, to grow and develop, to become better players for the city, for the country and, you know, for, for the club. So uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's big. Letting them, letting them, giving them that time to play. Um, but looking back at your kind of debut against, uh, I'm a butcher the name, but Arabo, Arabo Undu. Uh, Arabe Unido. Yeah, there it is. Just like bring us back to that moment. Uh, Playing, playing that game, kind of what, what, what went into it? Yeah, man. Wow. When I got the call, like, because back then, you know, in Champions League games back in the academy days, uh, the first team would go down to the academy, to the coaches, of, to the Jason Bent, Stuart Neely at the time, be like, yo, like, who are the top players in the academy? Are these guys, are these players ready to get some minutes in the first team, whether it's training or actually being featured in the game? And uh, especially when it came to Champions League, a lot of Canadian players got to play, you know, show off the Canadian talent. And, you know, I was one of those players. And I remember I was nervous. You know, I couldn't get a haircut in time. I found out, like, <laughs> no. the game was, like, on what, Wednesday night. I found out maybe on the Sunday that I was getting called in to play for the first team. So I had the trim with the first. And I was, like, couldn't even get – I was just, like, so nervous. The game – I think I had a, had a little fro and, like, shaved my face. I was, like, oh, that was the worst thing I could have did. But – uh Honestly, to play at BMO in front of the fans on that Wednesday night for the first team, I think I wore number 36, I think it was. And uh, I, from, I had vapors on too, so it was crazy. I felt, felt sick. <laughs> I, remember it all. I remember it all. And I still have that jersey, by the way, too. And uh, yeah, I remember I played a, played a hell of a game. Played like it was my last, you know, and I got to finally represent my city, you know, and uh, that's basically when it all started for sure. Yeah, Champions League's definitely, you know, played a, a pretty big part in your career. And another kind of early on moment that I think was almost a moment where everyone really realized the potential the club had was that Rogers Center game against the LA Galaxy. Um, 47,000, you know, the beer getting thrown at Beckham. Uh, what was that game like? And, you know, seeing the atmosphere inside of, you know, a stadium that was, I guess, twice as big to what you were, you were used to at BMO. Man, I was like, I wish we could play in front of this crowd every week, week in, week out. And it just made that that atmosphere and that game, the lights, it was just like, man, this is what I guess this is what this is what it feels like to play in Europe. You know, I always wanted to play in Europe. Mm. 
know, when you watch EPL on the weekend, every Saturday mornings, like, man, this is what it is. And like, I'm here doing this in front of my hometown, you know, and uh, the support was crazy. Again, play against Beckham. That was also like, you know, dream come true. See him on TV all the time. And remember me and him, actually that game, we're having, having to go at each other. <laughs> yeah. Ash. Young Ash, doesn't yeah, young Ash told Beckham to go F off for sure. <laughs> that was funny. That was definitely real funny. And, uh, but no, it was just, that's so much I cared, you know, and it was just like, you know, no matter, kind of showed me, like, no matter who you're playing against, no matter what day it is, game it is, like, you know, it's, it's work, you know, we're here to win. You know, so. What was his reaction? <laughs> oh, he actually looked at me like, who, like, who the hell are you? Like, <laughs> you know, you're going to know my name. We're in, we're in Sky, though. Roger said it, bro. We're here. So, my ends, bro. My ends, you know? So, uh, nah, it was, cool. it, was, it was cool, though. It was cool, man. Great experience. Amazing game, you know. Uh, yeah, that was that. So that's from the Champions League. Champions League, like, it's kind of a football. Football's amazing, man, for real. You, you spoke on it a little bit earlier, but just, like, being – a mentor for like young Canadians coming through the club and just also like in general in, in, in Canadian football. Um, what, what do you kind of try and like tell these guys? Cause I know you were talking about how oh, you used to be making sandwiches and like a, a toaster oven. And now I've, I've been to like the training facility at TFC and even like the white guys training facility. It's they're both like top of the line. So like what kind of things do you kind of tell these young Canadians? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, as a, especially young Canadian, I say, I always tell them, like, first thing, like, don't take this life for granted, you know? Like, the odds are against us, even on a Canadian club. Like, the odds are against you. I'm sorry to say, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. going to sugarcoat it, you know what I mean? Like, just look at the track record of, like, Canadian players that I played with through the academy and whatnot. Like, you know, some talented players really never even got their shot. You know, Man I mean? like Gabe Gallas scored against Real Madrid. This is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I don't know where, where Gabe is now, right? So, Real estate agent. Yeah, this is, so this is what I'm saying. Like, there's a, I played with a lot of young Canadian talented players, more talented than me, you know, but I knew every day I went to training, I was ready to fight to, to belong and to show that I belong and to show that, like, yeah, I'm, I'm here to stay. I'm here for keeps, you know, like, and uh, I just feel for young players, I always used to say, like, yeah, don't take this for granted and don't get complacent, you know, because, you know, especially in MLS, you only kind of have three teams to play on, right? And, you know, if you can't play for any of those three teams, like, where are you going to go? Because you count as an international spot. So I try to paint a big picture for them early in the game because, you know, you're no longer a kid anymore. You got to grow up and you got to understand, like, you're here to work. You're here to earn your spot every day, not just three days of the week. It's every day, you know, so... Uh, yeah, I definitely try to stay on top of them. Still checking with them, see how they're doing. Young players behind me right now, so but definitely tell them don't take this this life for granted, you know. And where did that kind of drive come from? And like, when did you realize that? All right, as a Canadian footballer, yes, I'm 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 in it right now, but like, it could go away at any time. Like, when did you realize that? Yeah. Like when you were younger, a little bit later on in your career? No, actually, I think it was like my first two seasons. First two seasons that I was playing pro, like you know, I, I know TFC. I, beginning of my career, you know, uh, I played with a lot of players within those two seasons, you know, it was kind of a rotating door, you know, and uh, a lot of my friends and teammates that I grew up with through the academy, they got cut, they got released, and I never, they kind of didn't really touch a ball after that, you know, and and I could see what that can do, do to you and what can happen, you know, and sometimes opportunities don't happen after this, so, 
you know, you got to treat it like it's your last, right? Because, you know, football is not guaranteed for you, you know? Especially look at this quarantine. Like, no one's really doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, this puts into more perspective, right? So, I think at a young age, like I said, I grew up quick, you know? And uh, I, also, my parents, my dad, for sure, he's a hardworking man, nine-to-five guy. It's a courier in the city, you know, rain, snow, whatever the weather throws at him, he's still on his bike, you know, mm. doing this thing every day, right? So, you know, uh, I can see the hard work where it comes from, so. And on the kind of, you know, going off of that, we've, we've seen a lot of young Canadians um, really thrive recently. I think ESPN did a top 36 under 21 recently, and there was two Canadians on it, which I don't think we've ever really seen before um, the, the amount of talent coming through. What's it been like with, with the national team currently and, you know, players playing at really high level right now, pretty much throughout the team. Yeah. Wow. It's uh I don't think I've seen the level of the national team like this since my first uh, first run when I was a young young guy growing up. Hero, Tiba, Josh Simpson, Julian Guzman, like, oh man, uh, McKenna, everybody, you and David Edgar, all these guys. Um, you know, I feel uh, now the young talent coming through. Just when you see these guys and you train with these kids and these young guys play, train, like. You just get energy. No matter how old you are, you train with you just get that energy, you get that drive. You you, you feel the love even more, you know, and all you want to do is just help these kids get better, help these young guys get better, you know, because, uh, you know, they're, they are playing at great clubs, which I love, you know, and it's uh, very exciting for, for the future. Just for the young kids in the grassroots growing up, they get to see young professional Canadian players playing at the top level. You know, it's, uh, it's inspiring. Even for me at this age, it's still inspiring, man. A lot of this podcast is about the 2017 season and one of the highlights for you must have been scoring your first MLS goal against New York City. What was that like? I was, I was, I was cool, man. I was Yankee Stadium? Come on, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, for real, honestly, it was, uh, that was dope. I was mad excited. I was like, about time, you know? I was like, I've been here for so long. Got all these assists and stuff. But, like, I was like, about time I knocked my, knocked my first one in, you know, and, uh, you know, whether it was my first or my last, whatever, you know, I'll cherish it cherish it to my heart, you know, because, you know, this is it's part of me now. It's part of the history. So I was so excited. You got to be up there for most uh, baseball stadiums played in in MLS. Yeah. <laughs> and then let's talk about just winning the MLS Cup uh, in 20, 2017. Uh, years of work, years of like just, just grinding, like you said. Um, what was it like finally winning the MLS Cup for your city um, after all you've been through? Yeah, that was uh... – that was amazing, you know, uh, one the biggest achievement I've, you know, I've reached in my career, you know what I mean? And uh, for being a Toronto, Toronto local, I mean, my dad too, you know, he would tell me about like the Jays parades and all that stuff back in the day. And I was like, man, that would be crazy if like we had one of those. And then, you know, finally when we had our own parade downtown, I was like, yo, this is like, this is it. This is crazy, you know, and uh, just made it all real to me and kind of a, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just a feeling just uh, is wild, man. Yeah, no, I can only, I can only imagine. And then kind of like that momentum from that 2017 season moving into like the Champions League that next season. Let's talk about the game against Club America uh, at home at BMO uh, um, and, and that goal that you scored maybe. <laughs> yeah, wow. Whoever said you have a right foot, I'll tell you what. Because <laughs> I made – 
three right foot passes, I'm pretty sure, and scored with the right peg. You know? That so, ball was nasty. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, the right, it's not just to stand on, you know? <laughs> so, uh, for all the kids out there, you gotta, you gotta work on both of your feet, right? No, but honestly, if that was the score at home, whew, that was, uh, especially such a big game against Club America, like, that in Champions League, and I love, I love Champions League football too, so, like, that was just, uh, that was probably one of the best goals. That's the best goal I've scored so so far. So, you know, my family was there. Everybody was there. I went crazy. I didn't know what to do with this. I didn't even know how to celebrate. I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah. It was funny. We talked to Haglin and he also, I guess, y'all defenders and y'all, y'all just don't know what to do when you score, man. <laughs> we just, whatever happens, happens. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's getting mad at, got mad at me for my celebration. I was like, I don't know what to do, man. It's ball in the net. Like, <laughs> Keep it up in that score one goal, you're good. You also, during that run, got to play in some pretty incredible, you know, stadiums and against some pretty historic clubs. What was that all like, you know, especially the Azteca? Yeah, wow, because uh, Azteca, you know, the older generation of Canadian players like, you know, Diro, Atiba, and, and Julian de Guzman, you know, they would always tell me about their their games against Mexico over the years from their youth careers to the senior team and the, from the national team. And they always talked about Azteca and how much history the Azteca had. And to finally be able to walk down that tunnel in Azteca, the tunnel from the, where you park your, the van to go to the change room. It's just like, they have murals on both sides of all the games, all these players. And it's just like, you just could feel the history, you know, you could feel how big of a stage this stadium has seen and how big it is. And, uh, yeah, for real. For me, I'll tell all the young players about my – I have my Azteca experience. You know, we got a result, you know. Should have won. I wish we won that, that game. We did win the series, you know. But, you know, even so, having a result there was just like – that was a hard game for sure. <laughs> hard game. That's mad. Uh, and then let's let's talk about a little bit into like this year, kind of moving to RSL after so many years in uh, in Toronto. What was that kind of what, – what was that like and how, how, you, how you doing in there now? Yeah, I'm doing well, you know, definitely a transition. It wasn't easy. I wouldn't lie and say it was, uh, it was easy. I'm just literally, I'm like a Toronto, Toronto guy through and through, like born raised, like in the heart of the city, you know what I mean? Like downtown, you know, so I'm used to buildings, I'm used to traffic, lights, you know. And uh, yeah, it's like now I have mountains. I wake up, I look outside, I see mountains now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. You know, I, I, it's part of the journey. It's part of my, it's part of my life now. You know, I'm gonna learn from this. I'm gonna have my ups. I'm gonna have my downs, just like anybody else. You know, it's just I get to play ball and express myself in a in a different city. You know, and uh, whatever you know baggage I had in Toronto. You know, I had great experiences. I never, I would never change or change that up for uh for anything else but uh you know that's behind me now you know it helped me become who i am again right now so you know new journey new experiences and uh you know i don't know it definitely was tough for sure but i'm excited still smiling every day so time <laughs> to work it. yeah yeah, we have a couple more quick hitters just to, to finish up. Um, one of which you've played with a number of teammates, especially during your time with Toronto FC. Um, you know, some years it felt like they were almost turning over the 11 uh, fully as the year went on. But um, who's the most interesting teammate 
that you've had and why you can kind of answer that however you uh however <laughs> we you want please. honesty we want honesty here <laughs> northern pitch we don't want we don't we don't we want honesty yeah yeah wow you're not you yeah go on. No, no no go 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 no i've never i've never been asked this question before <laughs> for real Wow, that's what we do here at Northern Pitch. We ask the questions that haven't been asked before. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, hmm. I'm gonna keep it Canadian for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'm gonna say Daniil for the sole reason why, like, you see Daniil and like no one really knew him. Like, you see him on the pitch. He's grown up so much from when he was at TFC, you know, and uh, Daniil Henry. That was like my my rider. That was my that was my boy. Played left center back. I played left back. We always banter on the on the pitch. You know, we'll we'll talk our smack to the players and stuff like that. Um, one of the best roommates I ever had as well on the road. You know, that was just like my brother for sure. Who's know? the worst roommate you've ever had? The worst roommate I've had. We just came up with that right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> the worst roommate. I'll have to say Subasa Endo. <laughs> I roomed with Subasa Endo one time, and I'll never do that again. <laughs> we won't. We won't ask for the specifics on that one. <laughs> and then we got we got another one here. Uh, as if you haven't already tell here at uh, Northern Pitch and Darby, we we love the banter. Yeah. Uh, and I know that you're a pretty fashionable guy. You've had some pop ups. You pride yourself. You always look clean. You don't do too much. You don't do too little. Um. And I'm not going to ask you who the worst dressed uh, players on the 2017 club were. We kind of figured out the figured that out. Not worse, but kind of questionable. Um, so we have four people, and we want uh, you to. There's a scenario where they would have to style you going into a game. All right. So we got four people. We have Drew Moore. We have Michael Bradley. We have Chris Mavinga, and we have Nick Hagland. And uh, you have you have to rank them. And why? Okay. And wait. From so, mo- who you'd like to to who you absolutely wouldn't like to style you for a game. Oh, God. All Drew right. Moore, Michael Bradley, Chris Movinga, and Haglin. All right. We're going to go first. We're going to go with – we're going to go with Drew Moore first because Drew keeps it simple. You know, he's a dad of how many kids – he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, I like to keep my style simple, not too, not too crazy, not too many colors, just not too like out there, all these ripped jeans and stuff like that. So Drew keeps it simple. Drew rock. I seen Drew rock some Louboutin sometimes too. I see him doing this thing. <laughs> Daddy Drew. Uh, I'm going to go with Chris. I'll go with Chris Mavinga. He might be putting you onto some crazy stuff though, some crazy yeah. colors. Yeah, but he also has a little hype beast, does the you know, awkward type stuff. Like he still he still keeps it simple and classy. There's some outrageous things sometimes. Uh but Chris Chris is uh Mabinga. He'll I, dye I, your hair blonde. Yo, I thought about that. But I was like, is that really me? I don't know how I look about it, you know what I'm saying? Like what people say after that, I don't know. Uh I'll go with Michael, Michael Bradley. Michael Michael keeps it simple. He doesn't really he doesn't really experiment with nothing. Kind of kind of know what you're gonna expect from Michael. Jeans and a white tee. Jeans and a white tee, and like a little crop of his jeans or something like that, or like a zany type jean, you know, or pant. 
All right. See. And Hagelin last? Why Hagelin last? <laughs> yeah, Hagelin, Hagelin, Hagelin. That's my, Hagelin's my guy. That's my dude, but like, he can't dress. He's not, he's not doing. I think All right. for him, he got better, but nah. <laughs> you think he step back, he took some step backs in Cincinnati? Are you still helping him out? Yeah, he probably took some steps back for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we also do regularly uh, on the Darby Mag uh, Instagram uh, weekly quizzes that kind of test people to see if they were listening and whatnot. Um, and we'll ask you one of the questions. Um, so it won't be on there, but how many Canadian men's uh, senior caps have you, have you had? 17. Ooh, one off bro. 18. (laughs) That's good though. You, you were quick on that. You were quick on that. You just, you, <laughs> I'm 18. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was cool. No, but thank you so much, bro, for coming on this. Thank you no. so much. Man, this is awesome. For real. I like you guys are doing it. It's fun. Thanks again to Ashton for joining the show. That was, you know, a really great chat. We got learned a lot about his time at Toronto FC and uh, you know, while, while he's no longer a Toronto FC player out in Salt Lake, uh, the guy's still doing a lot of work in, in the community in Toronto. Um, Tagwa, you want to tell us a bit about uh, what he's doing in Regent Park right now? Yeah, um, well, right now, Ash got what's called the Home Kit Challenge going on. Um, So it's kind of one of those Instagram initiatives where um, you take a photo in your your favorite kit and then you tag um, some friends. And then they also have a donation page um, where you can go to um, where it – every donation goes towards the Regent Park uh, United. And what that is, it's a, it's a community-driven program. Um, and its goal, its overall goal is to just have kids play football and be able to play and not worry about um, funding or equipment. Um, and we, we got to talk about it. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a super great initiative and something that uh, you love to see, especially with the help of growing the game, um, the, Canadian, the, the game of football in Canada. Yeah, absolutely. We know a lot of you listeners have um, some really awesome kits that you'd love to show off. So use the hashtag and and consider donating to, you know, this really cool project that Ash is putting together. Um, I already did it. I already did it. But maybe Mitch, you, you should go. you should kick it off. Start it again um, for the footy talks, guys. Tag some people um, and let's see. Let's see. Let's see who we can get going on this. Absolutely, will do. I, I would have done it already if you tagged me in your original post, but uh, you know. I forgot to tag you. But then I told AK. But that's neither here or there. Let's support this lovely <laughs> initiative. Um, I apologize, Mitchell. Um, but yeah, like like I said, this is it's a good cause. All jokes aside, um, hopefully Mitchell get it going, um, and then we'll see where we go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as for this week's quiz, all Ashton Morgan related questions. So first question is against which team did Ashton Morgan make his MLS debut? How many seasons did Ashton Morgan appear for Toronto FC? How many times has Ashton Morgan won the Canadian championship and against which team did he score his first MLS goal? I feel like I said his name a hundred times there. Um, but at any rate, we're thankful once again for him joining the podcast and um, for this special bonus edition of Northern Pitch. Next episode, we're back to 2017 and the playoffs.